My plan is to talk about understanding the Ten Commandments through the lens of the passive and the active obedience of Christ. Pastor Hans Feeney talking about his presentation at the 2020 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. So one of the things I like to do when I teach my confirmation classes, both my youth confirmation and adult confirmation class, is to talk a lot about how it is that Christ fulfills all of these commandments for us and understanding what it means to keep these commandments through the lens of the way that Christ kept them for us from both the perspective of his his active obedience, so his active keeping of the law, as well as his passive obedience, which is obeying the will of his Father and going to the cross. You can meet and hear Pastor Hans Feeney at this year's Making the Case Conference, Friday, June 12th and Saturday, June 13th in Chicago. Learn more and register at issuesetc.org or give us a call 618-223-8385. A friend of ours is having a little trouble. A friend at the top. Hi, Frank. This is Jimmy Hoffa. Glad to meet you. Big business and the government is on the attack. You want to be a part of this fight? a part of this history. Whatever you need me to do, I'm available. Only three people in the world have one of these, and only one of them is Irish. You know how strong I made you? I know things they don't know I know. He said that? You sure he said that? I'm worried nobody threatens Hoffer. I got records, I got tapes, they're gone. I had to put you into this thing. Sooner or later, everybody put here as a date when he's gonna go. That's the trailer for the movie The Irishman, telling the story of the late Jimmy Hoffa, based on the book I Hear You Paint Houses. Why are we so fascinated with the mafia, with murder, with organized crime? Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc. Live on this Monday afternoon, February the 3rd. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We're going to review the movie The Irishman. Pastor Ted Geese will be our guest. Then we'll continue our series on Lutheran Catechesis, rounding out our conversation with Pastor Peter Bender on baptism. We'll talk about the baptismal rite part two. The Academy Awards are this Sunday, and we've been reviewing films nominated for Best Picture. Today, The Irishman, our guest is Pastor Ted Geese. He has a bachelor's degree in fine arts. He's pastor of Mount Olive Lutheran Church in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, and he teaches a course for Concordia Lutheran Theological Seminary in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, titled A Lutheran Approach to Art, Media, and Film. Ted, welcome back. Thanks, Todd. Who is nominated for actor in a supporting role? We have nominated an actor in a supporting role, Tom Hanks, for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which we talked about a while back. Brad Pitt, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, another film that we talked about again uh, in the past. Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, who puts in a, just an excellent uh, acting job. Also, actually, from that, The Two Popes, Jonathan Price uh, has a Best Actor in a Leading Role nomination for that. That's one of those, it's on Netflix. It's one of those ones where the performances are awesome, but it's probably a lot of baloney in terms of a film, The, the Two Popes. Also from Netflix, then, we have The Irishman that has Al Pacino and Joe Pesci both nominated for actors in a supporting role, which, again, might be a movie full of baloney, but again, really excellent acting from Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. And then actually the central guy, the Irishman in it, 
is Robert De Niro. And he does a, a great job too, even though he doesn't have a, a nomination. It's telling the story, or perhaps we should say the legend or mm-hmm. the conspiracy theory in some cases of famous union leader, Jimmy Hoffa. You know, Al Pacino plays J- Jimmy Hoffa. And in a lot of ways, you know, the, it's really kind of the story of, it starts off with Frank Sheeran played by Robert De Niro. You get to know him and he's um, a World War II vet. He's a truck driver and he ends up being this mob hitman uh, when he gets involved with this mob boss, Russell Buffalino, played by Joe Pesci. And then through that, then he ends up meeting Jimmy Hoffa, played by Al Pacino. And then the story kind of eventually evolves and revolves around like the personality quirks of of Jimmy Hoffa. Like he, he doesn't like people showing up late for meetings, things like this. And he wants people to be dressed in a particular way. So these personality quirks start to come to the forefront. And then it becomes this uh, story of a disappearance of a powerful yet stubborn man who just wouldn't kowtow to the mob. Like he, he wouldn't accept an apology. He didn't want to, he didn't want to do this and eventually became so much trouble for the mob that the mob had him rubbed out. That's the story that's being told. And then of course, this is a three and a half plus hour film from Martin Scorsese. He's doing a, a wonderful job in making the film, but it's an investment. It's a, it's, this is not one that you're, you know, you, you almost have to plan to sit down and watch this or watch it in parts because being on Netflix, you could kind of start it and stop it along the way. But that's the thing. So Jimmy Hoffa, it, is not as big a part of it in the first hour of the the film, but eventually it's really revolving around Jimmy Hoffa and uh, Al Pacino does a, just a really excellent job as Jimmy Hoffa. These are very familiar faces for fans of the gangster genre. I mean, these, these are now legends. They are synonymous with some of the roles that they've played in things like Goodfellas and well, the Godfather and, Think about all the other films that go along with this Once Upon a Time in America. Why are we so fascinated by organized crime? Well, because there's a there's some mystery there. Like the, the idea is, is that it's it's organized crime, but it's a they, they have to try to keep secrets like and, and anything that's kept secret then becomes mysterious and could be something that you'd be curious about. And the 20th century the mob like has been such a big part of that in North America and intersects with so many different, like with, with, well, in this case, the teamsters, right. With Al Pacino as, uh, as Jimmy Hoffa here in this film, but you know, like, and there's parts of this where it kind of suggests ties in with the government as well and different aspects of that. So I think that it's, it's kind of intersected with so many people in their lives. And even Martin Scorsese, one of the reasons why he has an interest in it is the neighborhood that he grew up in, in New York city as a kid was an Italian American neighborhood. And he firsthand had experiences with the mob or knowing about the mob and seeing that. So it created an interest for him as a a person and he has kind of went back to that well over and over again in his career as a filmmaker, director, and producer to like kind of investigate that and think about it. And that's what you're getting in this. Like it's, and it's, it's also, he's, he's taken this, this book, I Heard You Paint Houses, 
which is kind of like the an account of this Frank Sheeran, kind of like a deathbed confession kind of a thing from him, this hitman. And he's taken that and and made it like he's taken his time and made this film. He could have probably just made a 10 part Netflix TV series, but I don't think Martin Scorsese is interested in making a, a TV series. You know, he just ended up making a very leisurely long film about the subject. One of the things that can happen either to the delight or maybe the annoyance of the audience is that when you see Robert De Niro play a mob adjacent character for the 50th time on the big screen, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of place for him to go as an actor. And all these actors, Pacino, De Niro, Pesci, they have all become caricatures of themselves in some ways. And I don't say that to mean their acting ability. They're stunning actors. Yeah. But do we see anything new from these three giants of the 20th and 21st century film? Yeah, I think that like one thing, because there's the time, like he takes the time to tell the story Martin Scorsese does, they allow for some little moments in there. So there's there's a moment where Joe Pesci is this uh, Buffalino. They've arrived at some hotel somewhere like a small kind of hotel they're in the kitchen and they're just kind of making themselves at home and joe pesci's characters in there just making the salad or like something for dinner for their personal dinner like he he's the chef and it's it's not a long scene but then there's other things going on but it it helps to kind of like take that character and just kind of expand it a little bit or texture it, give you a little something extra, something different that you don't normally see in some of these films. And it's just a great character actor moment, right? But then they they also have, like, what I didn't realize, I knew that they were going to have this de-aging using uh, CGI, and actually in some cases aging, like making them look older than they actually are, that they were going to be utilizing this. And then over the course of this film, the whole thing takes a long period of time to unstretch as a story. But in the course of the film, eventually they end up quite old, some of these characters. So they're using the CGI to make them look older. And that's something you don't often see in in these films is because the mafia is a violent thing. Like a lot of people don't get to be old, but some of these characters do end up to be old and we don't often see that end of their life. So the whole film is actually bracketed around the idea that Robert De Niro's character of, of Frank Sheeran is in a senior's home and he's kind of at the end of his life and now he's telling you his life story. That aspect of it, I think, brings something original to this kind of a film. Pastor Ted Geese is our guest. We're reviewing the movie The Irishman. He teaches a course for Concordia Lutheran Theological Seminary in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, titled A Lutheran Approach to Art, Media, and Film. Does The Irishman attempt to solve the mystery of Hoffa's disappearance? We'll find out after this. And we're gonna have a ball just like we always do. Saturday night at the movies. Who cares what picture you see? Built on the rock, children of the Heavenly Father, on my heart imprint your image. Rejoice, rejoice, believers, and so much more. Hi, this is Pastor Will Whedon inviting you to join us for our hymn sing at the 2020 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. This year's theme, Northern Lights, Danish and Scandinavian hymns. Making the Case is Friday, June 12th and Saturday, June 13th 
at Concordia University, Chicago. Find out more and register at issuesetc.org. Lutheran Federal Credit Union serves the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod community with car and personal loans, mortgages, credit cards, checking and savings accounts. Lutheran FCU supports LCMS organizations with its Spotlight Ministry program, and Lutheran Federal Credit Union allows you to make purchases with Apple Pay, Google Pay, and Samsung Pay using your digital wallet. Learn more at lutheranfcu.org. Good for you. Good for the church. Lutheran Federal Credit Union. LutheranFCU.org. Your lifeline to the Lutheran worldview. You're listening to Issues Etc. This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we'll study the spirit of truth. Jesus leaves his peace. The true vine, greater love, hatred, and persecution. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, as we continue our walk through St. John's Gospel on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily verse-by-verse Bible study on demand at thewordendures.org and on the Lutheran Public Radio app. The Simply Classical curriculum for special needs moves at my child's pace and gives her exactly what she needs. So writes Amber, a homeschooling mother who has joined thousands in homes and schools, teaching from this uniquely Christian classical approach to special education. Teach students with autism, learning disabilities, or Down syndrome based on ability level rather than chronological age. Use promo code LPR20 today at classicalspecialneeds.com. classicalspecialneeds.com. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We're reviewing the movie The Irishman. Pastor Ted Geese is our guest. Ted, does The Irishman attempt to give an answer to the mystery of Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance? Sure it does. There is a claim to what happened. And they put it right there in the movie. That's not left as a mystery by the end. The question is, is did that actually really happen the way that the claim is produced or the way that, I mean, like Martin Scorsese puts it on the screen the way that Frank Sheeran said it happened. But the FBI, actually, the, the, in real life, the FBI has tried to verify these claims and has failed in doing so. So, you know, this is something where it's like, is he lying or not? Like, and one of the, the criticisms is, is that people think maybe this Frank Sheeran was lying in order to have a book that could get published, that could give a little bit of money back to his family, that that could be a motivation behind it. But... Jimmy Hoffa disappeared and people don't know hundred percent what happened to him. And one of the speculations is, is that it was the mafia that, you know, made him disappear. I think we like the gangster films because they all involve to one degree or another murder. It's the same reason I like Harry Bosch novels because it's, they're about murders. And what is our fascination with the breaking of the fifth commandment? Well, it's very dangerous. Like, you know, like, I don't know if, if you've ever had a moment in your life where you thought to yourself, Hmm, well, that was really dangerous. I I was probably in the wrong place at the potentially almost the wrong time. Like that, like the idea of being murdered or of a murder happening can arouse the curiosity of, of people. Now, when it actually happens, it is extraordinarily tragic. And 
pastors and uh, Christians who have had murders happen in their lives or have had to like help people in times where murders have happened. It's a real incredibly tragic thing. And the grief that's attached to it is immense. So on the one hand, there's this general curiosity that most people have with that. And on the other hand, it could get really real, really fast. If that, that is something that you're actually dealing with. So in terms of films like this that feature murders, in this case, a very famous mysterious murder, he's obviously not alive anymore. What are the pastoral implications? Well, you know, this is something that I didn't expect. And like, listen, dear listener, if you're listening to this and you have not watched The Irishman yet, you might want to like pause and come back for this part because I am going to spoil something for you. When we get to the end, like near the end of the film, this is a long film. You get to the end of the film and all of a sudden, you know, he's in this senior's home. He's been diagnosed with cancer and he's actually having pastoral care. There's a nursing home priest who's, who's there, a Roman Catholic priest who prays the rosary with him. And there's confession and absolution related stuff happening. And um, the priest is trying to tease a little bit of that out of him. And he's an interesting character in this, uh, this Sheeran because he's, he's so calloused his heart, like his, his conscience is so calloused because of all these murders that he's done as a hitman for the mafia that it doesn't really bother him. And there's only like a little bit that does bother him. And even though he's um, not good at it, he still desires to have forgiveness, which makes me think of like the, our confession, the absolution, you know, like we talk about being heartily sorry for our sins and being sincerely repentant of them. And we know, even when we say those words, that sometimes we are not as perfectly heartily sorry and we're not as perfectly sincerely sorry as we ought to be, but we do want to have forgiveness. And it also made me think of the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer, you know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then the particularly the what is this mean portion in the small catechism where we hear, you know, we pray in this petition that our Father in heaven would not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them, but we ask that he would give them all to us by grace. For we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. So I think that it's fair to say that a mafia hitman fits into the category of somebody who doesn't deserve the thing for which they ask when they're asking for forgiveness for these murders. And yet, like we would confess that, you know, we don't actually deserve it. We receive that as grace because of the life, death, and resurrection of Christ on our behalf. And somehow that last segment of the film, the last portion of the film that gets into that pastoral care that he's receiving near the end of his life kind of starts to hit on those things in a way that I think is actually quite astute. And, you know, you get the Roman Catholic rosary and some of that other stuff in there. But when you think about it as a Lutheran watching it, there's something there to think about. And because it's in the swirling around this character of Frank Sheeran, it kind of makes that aspect of the fact that it is only grace that gets you the forgiveness through Christ Jesus. It's not our own merit. And that's kind of interesting that it's coming from Martin Scorsese and that it's wrapped up in this mafioso mob related film. What are the films nominated for best films that we'll be discussing next time? Well, for sure, we're going to talk about Jojo Rabbit and we'll talk about 
Parasite, which is the Korean film. And then it's a bit of a toss-up. I don't know. I, I may end up seeing Little Women. I may end up seeing Marriage Story. Marriage Story has Adam Driver in it. But those are the ones that uh, will potentially, for sure, Jojo Rabbit and Parasite. Pastor Ted Geese is pastor of Mount Olive Lutheran Church in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. He has a bachelor's degree in fine arts, and he teaches a course for Concordia Lutheran Theological Seminary in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, titled A Lutheran Approach to Art, Media, and Film. You'll find a link to Pastor Geese's movie reviews on the Talk On Demand page at issuesetc.org. Ted, thanks. Thank you. When we come back, Pastor Peter Bender joins us, director of the Concordia Catechetical Academy. We will pick up part two of a conversation with him on baptism in the New Testament and the baptismal rite in our series, Lutheran Catechesis. Issues Etc. regular guest, Pastor Jonathan Fisk, is the author of our Book of the Month for February. It's titled, Without Flesh. What does the church have to offer the world in this present darkness? Find out in Without Flesh. It's published by Concordia Publishing House. Their phone number, 1-800-325-3040, or browse before you buy at issuesetc.org. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for February, Without Flesh, by Pastor Jonathan Fisk. Saving faith is a living, creative, active, and powerful thing, Martin Luther writes. How can it not be? It is created by our loving God through his living words and life-giving deeds. Living Faith Lutheran Church is located at 1171 Atlanta Highway in Cumming, Georgia. Come train in God's word with us for the baptized life in our adult catechumenate. Find out more on the web at livingfaithlutheran.com. Listen to the best of the church's music for the Epiphany season at LutheranPublicRadio.org. Sacred music for the Epiphany season, 24-7. LutheranPublicRadio.org. This is Dr. Russell Dawn, President of Concordia University Chicago, with a message for parents, grandparents, and godparents of college-bound children. Concordia Chicago is a distinctive, comprehensive university of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. We're devoted to our Lutheran confession and committed to strong academics. Please encourage your child, grandchild, or godchild to check out Concordia University Chicago at cuchicago.edu. Old theology, new technology, you're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Advent Lutheran, Zionsville, Indiana. Christ Our Savior Lutheran, Elizabeth, Colorado. Good Shepherd Lutheran, Lincoln, Nebraska. Hope Lutheran, Sonora, Texas. Memorial Lutheran, Houston, Texas. Redeemer Lutheran, Jackson, Wyoming. St. John Lutheran, Mayville, Wisconsin. Our Savior Lutheran, Houston, Texas, St. Paul Lutheran, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Trinity Lutheran, Millstadt, Illinois. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support, Donate, and print the one-page flyer. 
when your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the radio, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal.